0: guys welcome short little episode of tangents with toby this week what i'm going to be doing is i'm going to be talking about something that kind of blew my mind when i was having conversation with one of my clients today i was supposed to do question call except i'm going to extend that for another week so i can get just a little more questions for me to answer on air the thing that kind of got me is when I was talking to this uh, gentleman he is a business owner he's been a business owner for since like the 80s like early 80s late 70s so he's he's seen things he's experienced things it's so on so on and I forgot to do something that I wish I remembered. Anyway uh, so it was just one of these things that we're talking about prices how everything's going up Gas price Where I'm from In the southeast part of Saskatchewan We have An average price of $1.65 per liter Times that by 3.75 uh, Liters Into an American gallon Do the exchange rate of 30% And you got the price of An American gallon Anyway, I told him, I said, I know what what you're talking about with the fluctuation of the prices, the inflation. I've been there. I've seen it. I've dealt with it. It sucks. I know what businesses are going through. It just kind of looks at me weird. He goes, what do you mean? And I told him, I said, I used to run a gas station about two hours north of here. And when you're buying products, things like that, I've seen it. He goes, whatever happened to that? So I told him, I said, I was given the chance and opportunity to purchase it for, straight from the company. The company phoned me personally, like my uh, territory rep. and says, how do you like the little town? I said, well, you know, it's not too bad. It's quiet. It's clean. He goes, would you ever consider buying the gas station? Of course, at the time, I'm 27 years old. And if you heard this story, just bear with me. It might be a little bit repetitive, but there is a reason behind it. All right, so, uh, So he says, would you ever consider buying it? We'll give you a loan v- with very, 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 very low to next to no interest. And at the time I was 27 years old. I wanted to go home, close to my friends, my family, the trailer that I bought. And I plain blunt said, no. It was just one of those things that I never thought would ever be possible. I thought it was just a dead-end soul, right? So the more I thought about it, I just wondered to myself, what would have happened if I did it? Here's the thing. Bill, the guy that I was talking to, he said, if you bought that gas station for $300,000 at that time, within the matter of four years, I could almost guarantee you, your investment would have doubled. And I'm looking at him, he goes, take a look. four years, it would have doubled your investment to half a million dollars. Everything's gone up. And you know something? Bill was right. He goes, you would have been set. You would have never did the gas station for as long as you did, 17 years. You would have sold it after maybe like 10. You would have paid back your investment. You would have had money put away into your savings for your retirement. And you would have probably went into another venture that you thought was fit. He looks at me, because goes, you're not a dumb person. You would have had this all figured out. What would you have done differently if you had a chance to go back? And I looked at him was like, well, I would do a hell of a lot more advertising. I would have bought more stuff in the store. And I would have, and I basically told him, I would have brought this in, I would have brought that in, did this did that, did this, I would have paid more attention. I would have worked a little bit more hours. He goes, see, within four or five years, you would have been working high. You would have been making the cash. You would have been booming. So then I told him, I said, yeah. And you know what the funny thing is? If you took what in my one year that I stayed at that gas station from when I started to when I left, Leaders every day they went up, they almost doubled in store sales. When I have products, I was making a killing. Cigarettes, we were making a killing. I even had other gas stations ask about pricing on products within the store, and I had an argument with one of the gas stations because they thought that I was underselling myself and underselling them. So we got into a little bit of an argument. I said, Look. I'm selling them for like a dollar fifty more here than back home, and the person goes, "That's impossible." It's like, no, no, it's not. We're making a killing selling tobacco uh, up in Melvin. They're like, "No, you're losing money." It's like, no, yeah, this uh, drugstore is actually losing money because they are selling them cheaper than you. It's like, well, tell them to raise the price. I'm not moving. and we had like for a good excuse me three minute conversation we were arguing back and forth and I said fine call me back in ten minutes I'm going to phone my boss I'm going to make a proposal to decrease our price so our price of tobacco is the exact same of waiver and the person goes you can't do that it's like you want to bet try me so the person who was just like, absolutely dumbfounded. So the person's like, fine, hangs up on me. So I phone the boss. It's like, okay, Rick, this is what's happening. Extra food's getting pissy ass at me because of the price of tobaccos to them is way too low. I'm actually forcing other companies around town to lose money. And he goes, okay, so what do you want to do about it? I said, let me lower my price of tobacco to the price of waiver. He goes, why? I want to make a stance. I want to prove to these guys that they can't push me around. He goes, fine. Lower the price. If you do, let me know. not a problem. (coughs) Ten minutes later, they fall back. Well, what do you figure? I was given the go-ahead. If I wanted to, I can lower my price down to the waiver price. Well, what's that? So I told them all the prices. And let me tell you, some of their pricing was like literally a dollar and a half to two dollars more than what Wayburn was paying. And they're like, well, you can't lower it, you're gonna lose money. It's like, no, I'm not. Then again, we're in an argument. They they're like, fine, how where are you buying your tobacco from? It's like from your sister uh, company. What? What's that mean? The wholesale store. No, that's impossible. Uh, No, no, it's not. We were actually buying bulk tobacco from the wholesale store every single day. No, no, you're not. That's impossible. Do you want me to lower the price? I lower the price. You guys have to go lower than me or match me, and you're going to lose the money, not me. We're still going to make profit. So they, like this company just was on my case, like massive. Then they finally said, keep my price the exact same, they'll match it. But I had to bring one particular brand up. So the other company deep within the community could actually make money off of it. And I started laughing, it's like fine deal. So I phone back. It's like, yeah, Rick, we come to an agreement. They were really pissed off. They were freaking the F at me, saying that it was almost next to impossible to do what I wanted to do. They said I didn't have the balls. And we did come to an agreement. We're gonna keep the price the exact same and raise a few packs to this price. And he goes, oh, more money for us, deal. So Rick was actually happy that I never did what I wanted to do. But that was one thing that I did do very well at this gas station, was left my mark on Melville. The gas stations were following me for tobacco. They knew my service was better than theirs. Because when I first started, I was doing like 1,300 litres a day. That was like nothing. Those were mostly like big ass cities that was basically it then by the end i was doubling i was like around the 32 34 mark 3,400 liters which was outstanding for that particular station and where i brought it from and we actually had a few days where we were in the 4,000 liters and one day we actually beat wavering with 5,800 the last day this is the best part the last day that i was at that station, we did 5,800 liters, and the boss is like phones me up like the next day because I had to email him the stats, and he goes oh, you mean 3,800 it's like, no, fifty-eight. he goes, what? yeah, 5,800 well, that no, it's like, yeah, all the stats are right, he goes, how? it's like, there's a baseball tournament, people are coming in massive overflowing I'm just waiting for a shipment of gas because we're almost out oh fast gas must love you for that it's like yeah they actually did I made a pretty good profit that day in stores and, and gas but the one thing that pissed me off to this day is I the one thing that I massively did wrong and make sure anybody who's listening to this understands if you're in a community and you're running a business pay attention to the newspaper i don't care if you have to go out physically buy a newspaper or sign up to groups on facebook websites uh follow everything events on the radio but make sure you figure this out follow the events within the community that day that i did 5800 leaders we had next to no ice. I didn't realize that there was a huge baseball tournament and all of a sudden, people were coming in looking for ice. I phoned our ice company and I said, okay, look, we have a freezer. It's empty. I have $400 of cash. Can you come fill it up? And it was a weekend. And the ice company said, no. It's like, for 400 Tack on an extra fifty cents a bag. I don't care. We need this cooler stocked. I'm pretty sure if you come with a whole container, like a whole like semi full of ice, to all your spots here in Melville, you will sell all the ice. I can almost guarantee you. And they're like, no, sorry, we don't do that. You're not. We don't come in until next Wednesday. I don't need the ice Wednesday, I need the ice now. No, sorry, we don't do that. So just because of me not paying attention, it hurted me that whole entire weekend. In stores, because they like wiped me dry as well as ice. Did good in gas. Did good at the start, then it trailed off. But that's my biggest thing. If you have a chance and opportunity, look around and see Exactly, what is there? Just advertisement. Learn about your community. That was one of the biggest mistakes that I did. The second mistake was actually not taking it. And even to this day, like when Bill told me what I could have had sitting in my bank account right now, it would have blew me away. Like it's just the frustrations of what I had a chance that would have changed so much that it would have been crazy right stupidity i guess it wasn't stupidity i guess it was a lesson and sometimes learning a lesson could be the hard way and let me tell you the more i'm talking about it right now the more i'm realizing that lesson that i learned and the lesson that bill told me unbelievable it really is that's all i can say Like, frick, man. Wow. God dang it. I better go. I'm blowing my mind. All right. So I'm going to end the episode now. Enough with the little bit of a rant and things like that. But here's my little bit of advice to you. If you have a chance to do something like this, like to own a business, just remember one thing, hard work goes a long way. Most podcasters will basically tell you that. Sometimes we don't make money off of our shows. Donations, yes, Uh, little ads here and there. Okay, you can get like two or three cents. But with podcasting, failure, you know, it happens to the best ones. Like I've had so many shows and I learn, I seriously do. But when it comes to like owning a business, failing to some, nobody wants to do because they don't want to end up bankrupt. They don't want to owe people, anything. They just don't want anything like that. But in reality, If you don't try, then how do you know? And that was my biggest problem. I had a chance. I know what I could have did, but I never did it. I failed even before I tried. Don't do that. Just go out, try, and do it. All right, Um, yeah, that's basically it. I kind of zoned out there. So, what I want you guys to do is email me any questions for question call tangentswithtoby at gmail.com anything you want any advice my opinion whatever email me it and we can go from there uh facebook instagram twitter tangents toby Whee! and let's get the party started until next time you're tuned in to tangents with toby and i will see you excuse me see you next friday I am Shelby, and I'm from Reynoldsburg, Ohio. So what was broken on my car was really unique, and they did a wonderful job at tracking it down and had it there the next day and fixed. 3C dealt with my insurance, so I just got to sit back, and they took care of everything. I had my car back within a week, then somebody else hit it, and now I find myself back at 3C Body Shop. I would recommend 3C to family, friends, and anybody who's been an accident. 3C Body Shop.